people are calling out broke artists and having that dictate what their artistic value is. And my two cents, stop worrying about money. Money doesn't dictate where you've been, where you're going, who you are, how you got there, and what you've done creatively. So if you're putting somebody in a money spot or identifying them because of what they own, don't own, have, don't have, as long as they make good art, good people, stand up to their word, who cares, right? And we should teach that to the youth. We should share that and implement that. And it's difficult. I get it. But it really does not matter. And you're just creating more of a problem for what is the problem. And the problem is the fucking system. And the system that fucking makes you think that you got to have fucking McDonald's. And you got to fucking buy everything in a fucking commercial. And you got to be what you're not because it's not good enough. And without those shoes and without that brand, without that label, you ain't shit. And that is false. You're awesome. If you create dope art, even if you don't, doesn't matter. Your word is bond. If you contain integrity, if you function awesome, people like you, and you're good to your friends and your family, and you're not a dick. And that's all that matters. And being a dick is calling out people who don't have money that because of whatever the fuck your mental fucking stability is. And just fucking chill, dude. Money is the enemy, not the fucking artist who doesn't have it. Watched a fucking shit ton of movies this week. This one I watched last night. Hitcher in the Dark by Umberta Lindsay. And this is fucking awesome. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to be that awesome. It's kind of like a serial killer. Um, this dude who I had to look him up. Joe Below. <laughs> Joe Below. B-L-O-G-H, right? And he's fucking great. He's kind of like, uh, he's got that serial killer vibe going. Um, Patrick Bateman or... But basically, he's got a rich dad and mommy issues, and he's got a fucking RV, and he's rolling around Virginia Beach, and he's picking up hitchhikers, and he's fucking handcuffing them, cutting their hair, trying to make them look like his mom that he adores that left him for some fucking tennis player. And fucking awesome. I don't know. I liked it a lot. So if I were you, I would check it out. Peeped out uh, part of this Spaghetti Western Fistful of Bullets. This is a 16-film box set sort of dealio that I picked up, and a lot of them are doubles. But one of them that was not a double was Gunfight at Red Sands. Gunfight at Red Sands. Directed by Ricardo Blasco, an avenging stranger guns down a gang of ruthless bandits in revenge for the murder of his family. And it's kind of cool. I don't know. It's not bad. It's fucking super grainy and fucking shitty looking on here, which is always makes it fun. And it's like in mono or whatever. But um, it takes place like on the Rio Grande, on the border of America and Texas and... You know, the banditos running back and forth and they're killing their parents. And I don't know. It's got a great jam on there about a gringo. I'd highly recommend it. And then I peeped out, which I'd never even heard of, but I guess it's a cult classic. Chopping Mall, exploitation film where shopping can cost you an arm and a leg. And this is kind of cool. There's a new security team at a mall in Glendale. Or I think uh, the Galleria in Sherman Oaks. And... uh they're robots and they fucking go haywire during a fucking lightning storm and start killing everybody. Um, cool exploitation, 1986. Um, some people will kill for a bargain at the Park Plaza Mall. They do. Here you can shop till you drop dead. High-tech robots equipped with state-of-the-art security devices have been recruited as the new mechanical night watchman for the Park Plaza Mall. When a jolting bolt of lightning short circuits the main computer control, the robots turn into kill bots. And that was, I guess, the original movie title. On the loose after unsuspecting shoppers, four couples are trying to make it in after hours in a mattress store and make it all right in the morgue. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of fun. I mean, actually, it's fucking super fun. And you know, the '80s fucking cheese fun. That's great. And then um, I've mentioned it before, but I'm a big Larry Clark clan, and I don't know fucking why. Ken Park is kind of like, what is this? The lost film of Larry Clark. This is like skaters in fucking Versalia, California, and just you know the intricacies of teenage life, kind of like kids, but it's right after that, and. It definitely, um, it's fucking nuts. I don't know, dude. Like I thought, like, oh yeah, dude, Ken Park, something I haven't seen from Larry Park, Larry Clark, Ken Park from Larry Clark. And then like last time it was the same shit with the Destricted or whatever. And this time I'm like, I don't know what I'm thinking, but dude, it's just so raunchy, fucking weird and fucking, I don't know. I guess that's why fucking he's cool. Cause he just doesn't give a fuck. And that shit is no different. I think it's banned or some shit, but it's, uh, it's interesting definitely worth a watch if you're into kids or harmony Korean or any of those i mean harmony Korean had nothing to do with that one but i always think of him and larry clark together when they whenever i i see anything even if one or the other is not involved and then i fucking peeped out the fucking 10 episode Dahmer shit on fucking netflix and that shit is fucking creepy it's pretty good um it's kind of weird if you think like oh dude if i had a fucking serial killer fucking living right next door and fucking he's fucking throwing bodies and acid and fucking murdering them and fucking raping their bodies and eating them and shit it's like what the fuck dude and it delves into that obviously it's non-fictional story dramatized or whatever so they got to make it uh entertaining but a lot of the stuff is is there because you know somebody did live next door and people's families are affected and he did have a father and a mother and their fucking emotions and how they feel and he was a fucking nut job and i mean it's just fucking crazy but you know what i thought they would bring up and they never brought it up i don't know the exact same spelling but there's a like an old story of the Dahmer party that was like fucking in the frontier that had to fucking eat people to survive and i wonder if he's fucking related because it's such a close spelling and he ate motherfuckers, dude. They got him fucking cooking a heart and he's fucking putting salt and pepper on it and a little bit of olive oil. It's like, fuck, dude. And, I mean, that's probably what he did. I mean, I'm sure he fucking seasoned it. I don't know. Uh, fucking correct me if I'm wrong, but, I mean, you would think, right? When's the last time you ate meat unseasoned? Um, also, I peeped out a book, um, Pitch Anything by Oren Klaff. And this is kind of cool. Now, this is an innovative method for presenting, persuading, and winning the deal. And when you think of stuff like this, it is a business book. And it's definitely, he's talking about, I've never been so enthralled about a fucking pitch for a fucking airport. There's a fucking chapter in here where he's trying to get a billion bucks. Trying to get the deal to get a billion bucks to get the airport in some small town or some old Air Force base. And it's super enthralling. But the reason I bring it up is... You don't need business to pitch. Pitching is so everything. You're pitching yourself. You're pitching this podcast. You're pitching your ability to work at a new company. You're pitching your idea to a potential girlfriend or lover or friend or family member or to change the channel or to fucking get a lower price at the swap meet. And if you realize the ability to communicate and the meta levels of it, of he knows what I know, I know what he knows, and they're coming from this point, and this is what tingles the brain, and this is how the brain works, there's fucking levels to it, and everything is set up to fucking confide you like a lobby in a fucking, like a doctor's office, like you're fucking, boom, put it right here, you put your name on the list, and, and now they're fucking positioning you to fucking conflict the fucking pitch of the, like... On some next level shit, but super fucking interesting. And regardless, if you're not into business, I would definitely check it out just to have that knowledge that is available and could help you in so much other things besides, you know, trying to fucking score an airport fucking thing or whatever. But if you take the skills learned into anything you do in life, nothing but goodness. That being said, 
Try your hardest. Do your best. Fuck money. Be humble. Be gracious. Read more books. Podcasts. Mother. Jeep. Ugh.